there's a basis to you know what we teach, like our philosophy. Like when when we talk about meditation, you know, it's very easy to kind of get lost in this idea of what my friend Sensei Linder from Chicago used to always call he called mystical dragons. And we're all mystical. Oh, it's this and the chakras and the energy. And maybe those things are real. In fact, they probably are real. But that's not really the basis of what we're doing when we when we learn to meditate. What we're learning to do when we learn to meditate is we're learning to still the mind. And people would say, well, why is that valuable? Why is it valuable to still the mind? Here's the basis of what we teach. You get more of whatever you think about. So if you're driving a motorcycle, bicycle down the road, and up ahead is a, a hole in the road, if you stare at the hole in the road, that bicycle is going to head right towards it. And that's a very simplistic example, but every single thing in life is like that, right? There's an ancient text that says his worst fears fell upon him. When you have a fear of something, right? We have self-defense clinics that we teach, and they're phenomenal, and they're incredibly good for people. But the interesting thing about it is one of the things that we do is we also try and mix some fun. We try and mix some humor into it. We try and be light about it, because we don't want people going out into the world being afraid and looking for people that might be attacking them. We want them instead to feel confident and to feel alert. Because here's what we believe. We believe that there are people that are victims and victims have victim antennae, and there are people that are perpetrators, and they have receivers for those antennae, and the two meet each other. And so if we don't transform the person so that the person doesn't walk out of here feeling like they're no longer a victim, then no matter how good their skills become, they still are more susceptible to negative things. Does that make sense? So what we're really in the, the idea of doing is training people to use their mind and to be able to place their mind where they want it to go so that they'll see more of those things coming into their life based on purpose rather than on accident. So here's the interesting thing, though. Most people are unaware when they're thinking thoughts that are leading them towards their goals versus thoughts that are leading them away from their goals. I was talking to a person the other day and I said, what do you really want in life? What are you excited about? He said, well, one thing for sure, I don't want to live in the cold weather. I said, yeah, but what do you really want? He says, well, one thing for sure, I hate not having enough money to pay my bills. I said, yeah, I know, but what do you really want? He said, you know what I also hate? I hate having a car that the muffler doesn't work and I can't afford to get it fixed. I said, you told me three things about things that you don't want. What do you do want? And it was almost impossible for him to tell me what he did want. And he thought he was thinking positively. That's what we all do. So what happens when you learn to meditate is you learn to still your mind so that your mind becomes very, 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 very sensitive. And then you're aware of the most powerful piece of guidance that you will ever get. Here's what's interesting. When you begin to move in the direction of a goal, whether that be with word, deed, or thought, you will feel good. And when you move away from a goal, you say something you don't mean, you do something you shouldn't be doing. For most of us, you just begin to think something you shouldn't be thinking 
will feel bad. And most of us have gotten so separated from our emotions that we don't know when we're feeling good and we don't know when we're feeling bad. So when you learn to meditate, and it has sort of a cumulative effect. You do it one day, you do it another way. But 10 days, 15 days, 30 days in, your sensitivity to your emotions gets really, 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 really high. And when your sensitivity to your emotions gets really, really, really high, the moment that you catch yourself thinking negatively, you can change it. You can change it because it doesn't have a lot of momentum. It hasn't manifested. It hasn't turned into a bankruptcy or a divorce at that point. And then your life starts to get easier and easier. So understanding that we have this this sort of this, this form of internal guidance. And a good way to look at your internal guidance is your emotions. And being really, really, really honed at paying attention to that guidance and making sure that that's an important thing that you listen to got me thinking a little bit about something the other day. And it was kind of a funny story. So um, as many of you know, my wife, Senpai Blanco, Shelly Blanco, owns a little bar. And they're having an event. Uh, when is that event, Mr. Sears? March 22nd, so they're having an open bartender night for the benefit ma'am, so it's going to be great. Well, a few weeks ago, I was in to the bar, and I'm sitting behind the bar, and she happens to be bartending at the time. And it's pretty busy that night, right? And she's very mindful of her customers. Like, she cares about service, and she cares about doing a good job, and that's just the way she is. But I notice as I'm sitting there, people come up, and they're talking to me, and I'm having a pretty good time conversing with them and then they would want something to drink and they would say hey Shelly could you get me a gin and tonic or whatever they're asking for right and she, she wouldn't even react to them and then somebody else came up and said hey Shelly would you give me something it's like like completely deaf and then I was like I know what's going on here would you go ahead just say that again, but just move about four feet that direction because you're in the dead spot. Because <laughs> we've been together for 20 years. See? And so there was this dead spot, so I was giving everybody bad service. <laughs> now, as funny as it sounds, because if somebody hears that story, they might go, oh, that's, that's such a bad thing. And then I got thinking about it. I thought, that's been the strength of our relationship for 20 years. You know, our relationship has been good for mainly one reason. She doesn't listen to me. She doesn't listen to me. Because when I say things that are angry, things that are false, things that are leading my emotions away from my internal guidance, she is wise enough to go, ha, 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 and move on and not pay attention. And so I thought that was a good story for everybody because here's two ways that you can become more successful with all of this stuff. Number one, don't listen to what other people tell you is right for you. You listen to you. Your guidance is unique. No one else has guidance like yours. And number two, spend all your time around people that listen to you when you go negative. So that's kind of my thoughts for tonight. Remember, we have really two aspects. We have our internal guidance, which is nothing more than our emotions. And we have our ability to hone our minds and pay attention to those emotions. And if 
you don't listen too much to other people, you get to your goals a lot quicker. If the information in this podcast spoke to you, you'd like to get some more information, you can check out my book, Break the Chain, Volume 1, available on Amazon. Also, you can get the link to the book in the show notes, as well as ohiomartialarts.com slash break the chain.